0: Welcome to The Spawn Chunks, episode number 214 for Monday, October 10th, 2022. My name is Joel Duggan and joining me as always is my friend Johnny. But the internet knows him better as the very full Pixar Riffs. Hello, sir.
1: Hello. Yes, uh, we've been talking all about food in the pre-show. So, if you want to be made hungry, like most of our live show audience right now, you can tune into the render distance by joining us on Patreon. If you head over to patreoncom slash chunks, you not only get the extended conversation, you also get the opportunity, if the time lines up, to listen to the show live as it is recorded in Discord. And uh, we've also had a couple of other patron events recently. Our quarterly hangout was great fun on Saturday, where we got to talk our patrons through the facts and figures of what's been going on with the podcast turns out we got a massive bump on youtube which was fun to discuss a bit of a an anomaly i think in the youtube algorithm but super fun to talk about that and all of the other stuff that's been going on behind the scenes of the podcast in terms of our minecraft discussions they're obviously ongoing in the discord basically all the time but we have our monthly minecraft hangout coming up on saturday october 29th the last saturday of every month is usually when we do that and we're actually planning an extended hangout this time so that we can make up for hurricane fiona delaying september's hangout and chat about our community's impressions of all of the announcements that are coming up on minecraft live once again we are going to be streaming minecraft live joel and i will be uh you know doing our restream the way we've done in previous years over on my twitch channel next saturday so that's saturday october 15th at, I believe, 5pm UK time, that's noon Eastern time, over at twitch.tv slash So come join us, it's going to be a really fun time.
0: And that Minecraft hangout, the uh, quarterly hangout, uh, will be going out soon, probably today ahead of publishing the episode. I had intended on doing it yesterday, but the Canadian Thanksgiving food comma Mm-hmm, had other plans yeah. for me yes
1: <laughs> and uh, so with canadian thanksgiving having been this weekend i presume you haven't had that much time to log in and play minecraft but have you been up to anything on the citadel the rest of the week
0: uh not a ton but yes uh, i logged in on saturday uh i tend to be focusing my main streams on other games during the week but now the weekends are uh, very very much uh, focused on minecraft uh however i did miss sunday with the holiday uh so the tiger hill mansion continues to uh i don't want to say plague me but i just it's a big build like i'm on like stream 10 or 11 now uh working on it and i'm at that stage where i I just want to get it done Mm -hmm. so um i'm trying not to rush it i'm trying to make sure i still take the time to do things right so the stone balcony that faces south on the uh, on the build was what i uh wanted to tackle because it's one of the last remaining outside parts that has only had like the basic idea frame up like it looked kind of like unfinished very much unfinished so i went through and added texture and changed the shape of it a little bit and made sure that the the battlement sort of matched the other side and like basically taking all the design cues that i've established in the tiger hill mansion and applying it to the balcony so it wasn't hard right you are just kind of looking around and saying, what have i done on other walls oh i did that stair and block combination with um pressure plates on top. I'll do that again. So like it wasn't difficult, Mm. Um, but it was time consuming because I kind of fell into the landscaping trap of like, Ooh, here's a cool opportunity to have a really cool handcrafted cliff that kind of overhangs the river. And it would make sense that the stone balcony would be propped up on some sort of stone cliff. So I spent a a lot of time removing the kind of weird Minecraft grass and dirt edge and replacing it with a solid stone edge. I'll be going back in and, and finishing that up later with like, you know, moss hanging over and vines drooping down and things like that. Because uh it just looks way more solid. This is a big house and it looks a lot better when it looks like it's put on bedrock. Like it doesn't look like it's not bedrock in the game, but like bedrock as far as like the earth would be concerned. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh it looks more stable than sitting on a dirt hill. <laughs> you know? Um <laughs> uh, so that was fun. Uh, and I'm trying, uh, there's a, a couple of spruce trees that are are naturally occurring there and I'm doing my best not to cut them down. Uh, I might shift a trunk here and there, but I, I'm doing my best not to cut them down because I like the fact that they kind of nestle up against the the the, the mansion and it makes it feel like it's been there for a while. And uh, it makes it challenging because you're kind of like, where am I? Like, what block am I looking at? I can't see, I got a tree in my face. Like it's so I'm trying not to, get you know too fed up with them and cut them out but one thing that was fun is around the back um, of this um, cliff I was kind of working my way up because I kept on having to fall down in the river and then work my way back up and as I was coming up I realized that there's this natural sort of staircase in the dirt next to what is the walled back garden I don't have a picture of this because it only just dawned on me like at the last 10 minutes of the stream but I was able to put in a staircase that is open it's not covered up in any way but from the river for all intents and purposes you can't see the stair so it's kind of like the secret stair that i just kind of stumbled upon and realized hey wait a minute if i put another tree here and if i keep the stair really close to the garden wall and and keep things one block higher on the riverside then it's not really blocked but it feels like a secret staircase so Mm -hmm. i put that in and i have a little little one by or two by two by two stone like dock or like a river access, you know, like you're just kind of imagining like how somebody's scooting away in the night or something like that into a boat and getting away or whatever. And I just I like that kind of stuff. It kind of helps the building and the area feel more lived in. Um, it'll probably look like more like a foot trodden path than anything that's laid out in stone. Um, I did lay some stone down quickly just because I wanted to kind of like make the note in the world. Put a st- stone path here or path here and then I'll go back later and probably make it look more like wood and dirt and roots and things like that and make it look a little bit more um natural but yeah so that that's all that's all I had time to do Uh, but it was fun it was it was good to kind of mess around and and have at least the points now where everything's laid out I'm not making any big spatial decisions it's more about like the time it takes to like you know get your cracked bricks and your deep slate and sure yeah like your stairs and your like do all the detail stuff and there's a lot of trial and error there so it's it's not difficult work you're just kind of like i just kind of want to get this done because now there's the inside kitchen there's the back garden and i think that's it so we're pretty good like i think next weekend i might be able to finish it
1: Nice, yeah, always good to put a button in projects like this, and mm-hmm. I think that it's cool that you have that happy accident of, like, the path down to the river, that seems yeah, like a cool, a cool idea, like, you can, you can project so many fun ideas onto that, like, maybe the people who own this house have earned their wealth by, like, maybe smuggling goods or whatever, so, like, if they've exactly. got a secret path down to the river, then people are unloading stuff that, you know, maybe they're paying a little bit less for, you know, that kind of thing. So there's there's some cool stuff that you can you can bring into a Minecraft build just by implying that there's a bit more use there than you might expect otherwise. That's fun. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's been good.
0: Uh what's been new in your Minecraft world this week?
1: Uh, so not exactly new, but on the subject of smugglers, actually, I can finally talk about the Tumbletown Bandits, because this is an, an experience that I designed for somebody else on the Empire's server once again, and it took him a little while to discover all of it to the extent where I was happy enough about it to say, okay, I can talk about this now, I can put out a video about it now he's seen everything that i wanted him to see so this is another kind of custom dungeon experience for jimmy who's playing a sheriff character out of the uh the badlands biome that's kind of south of where my base is and i wanted him to have some bandits uh in this case played by a group of pillagers who had been bootlegging terracotta out of a base in his mesa and uh i I wanted him to basically be aware of the new mechanics that allow you to convert mud into clay and get renewable terracotta that way And initially he only discovered half of it, so I I ended up building an entrance that was just a natural cave that I expanded into something that felt a bit more like a mineshaft, and then there was some shelves with mud stacked up there and a couple of blocks of other things, and there were a couple of pillagers guarding that. And then that led away down to an area where there's just a barrel but i'd concealed like a mechanism that started an elevator that took you down to the lower half of it well he found that barrel opened it up didn't hear the pistons moving that reveals like a target block that he was supposed to fire at to activate the elevator I'd left a couple of crossbows lying around just to imply, yeah, this is a pillager operation. He didn't put two and two together. And so he thought those two pillagers were the only ones running the show. So he brought in like a TNT minecart and made a big deal out of blowing them up and then was like, see you later, guys, and didn't see the rest of the stuff that I'd built downstairs in the section that you had to get to through the elevator. So I had to go back. I had to prompt him to return. And so he- they'd set up a uh a terracotta shop basically I- i'd built a terracotta shop in his base and with a big hot air balloon over it so he couldn't miss it and there were like pillager banners there saying this is this is Tumbletown terracotta it's a totally legit business 100% endorsed by the local sheriff or whatever and then he'd be like what and he'd be encouraged to investigate but i went back and i swapped all of the merchandise out for just like single blocks of mud so he'd kind of get the picture and be like oh I-, I have to go back and deal with these guys again so once he found the elevator, that leads him down to an area where they've got a machine that produces mud, the same design I've done in my survival guide world. I even have one on my base on, on empires because I need to build with mud for a bunch of other stuff that I'm doing. And that has like a mine cart that goes through to the next room where I've got a bunch of dripstone trays that turn all the mud into clay and then a- an auto smelter at the end of the room that's kind of smelting everything, turning it into terracotta or bricks or whatever you can make with clay. So I put all of that together and I had this little puzzle in there that was like, there's an iron door, which if you see an iron door in something that somebody's custom made for you, you you usually take the approach of, well, I've got to figure out how to open that, right? It's like, it's going to be part of a puzzle. And there was a sign nearby above a barrel that said like, bosses only, prove you're the boss. And so what I'd done is bring a couple of pillager captains in and I'd set up one of those key systems where it only opens a redstone mechanism that only opens the door if you throw a specific object into the barrel everything else it just discards and so i figured if we have a pillager banner in there as like the key item then i can make sure he, that he kills one of these pillager captains it turns out he just broke the iron door <laughs> he just like <laughs> took his pickaxe straight to it right so first of all completely in character move for Jimmy like his sheriff is like such a pushy character and like he's it felt like it was in character for him to do that so I wasn't mad or anything but I thought it was it was really funny to see him just yeah take the most direct way to solving this problem and not even think about whether or not it was a puzzle he was just kind of breezing through the whole thing killed all the pillagers and once he'd gone through there he didn't really get what the mud machine was And he just kind of looked around a bit more and was like, well, I own this place now. And then he left. The funniest part of that being he didn't get rid of the bad omen effect before he went back to his base. And by the time I had finished building this, he had started doing stuff with villagers. So he went home and immediately started a raid at his own base that was nothing to do with me, uh, which I was quite happy with because it looked like the bandits were like coming for revenge at that point. Like they sent the boys (laughs) around to deal with him. Um... But then the last thing was obviously I'd- once he'd seen everything I kind of went okay I can put out my making of video and one of the other things I'd done was set up like a a couple of hidden chests here and there like at one point you could look into the distance where these shelves were built around this ravine and on the other side of the ravine there's a target block in the shadows and I thought if he spots this then he can shoot it with a, a bow or a crossbow or whatever and then it opens a chest nearby for a split second you can see this chest And if he stands in a certain place, he'll be able to turn around quickly and open it. And that had like a bit of netherite and gold and some stuff in that was like one of the pillagers had kept like his secret stash there. Um, And so I put out my video about that knowing that he hadn't found that and figuring his audience is probably going to tell him go back and look at it. There's something else you've missed and they're going to like lead him to it on a stream or something like that. So right after I put my video out, I went back and I changed the loot in there. So instead he just got like a joke item in this chest and the funniest thing was once he found that mechanism he couldn't figure out when he had to turn, like where to shoot the thing from, and he didn't have that many arrows with him. So he was just like, I'm just going to break the block in front of this. And so the fact that he'd broken his way into the second puzzle was kind of perfectly comedically timed with the fact that I'd swapped the loot out for something that was completely worthless. But I nice. I like, like the way that came together. It was just a, a fun little experience, a bit of back and forth, a bit of like a, a kind of a gift, but also a prank at the same time, which is my favorite way of doing pranks. And now, hopefully, he knows a bit more about the mechanics of making renewable terracotta, and people don't have to mine out the entire uh, mesa to get the terracotta that they want.
0: Uh, yeah, pranks like that, where you're you're going to be giving something to someone, is always is always a lot of fun. I think Matt Cast uh, slimed my house early uh-huh. on, on uh, and so like basically put a big slime cube around my little my little. Um, place so it's easy to remove because slime is super simple yeah it breaks like
1: one punch yeah
0: yeah and it was early on i i don't remember whether i had a slime farm at that point or not but but he did and so when you can encase someone's log cabin in slime and like you get to keep the slime like that's that's a lovely gift that's like a couple of stacks of slime blocks probably oh easily easily probably closer to four because it was like it was like eight blocks or ten blocks high by you know seven by nine or whatever it was to encase my my house because uh, he couldn't go too close because i had like bushes and things so he had to like not destroy the foliage you know mm-hmm. um but yeah that those kind of stuff things are fun we don't do a lot of story or puzzle things on the citadel i'm just i can't think of any situation there's been pranks there's been fun little pranks like silly little things like putting a a chicken in a two by one with a pressure plate connected to a note block somewhere near someone's entrance or something like that like nothing nothing crazy but like um it's more it's not really like a puzzle it's more like just find the thing that's annoying you that's all you really have to do um but i it would be fun to do stuff like that and and alistair is very into the redstone thing he does he has a very intricate network of like stargates at his avalon build Mm -hmm. and so i could see that kind of a thing uh be happening with with the with the um puzzles like doing a puzzle for someone else like you know like for cosmic or myself or someone to try and get some stuff we've done some gifts like wrapping someone's house in a birthday present when it's their birthday or the creeper prank stuff like that but i Mm -hmm. i don't like it was a the creeper statue i should say um don't grief your friends with creepers it's not fun yeah um uh yeah like i can't think of anything else the only other thing i can think of would be like games alistair's got a bunch of mini games that are very heavy on that kind of like red you build your own redstone mechanic within the game and then you invite people over and it's meant to be fun but then also meant to like the idea being like you have someone that's very compassionate like cosmic come to a sheep game where the sheep die yeah uh-huh. <laughs> and, and it makes that makes <laughs> yeah and it makes the other people very uncomfortable because yeah. you have to burn a flower or burn a sheep. <laughs> and then they're like, But I don't want to do either <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah, and, and you're just like choose and the light switches yeah. on in the background. Yeah. yeah. I, I I see this basically as an opportunity to create mini games for people on a server that mm. is otherwise we don't tend to do the mini game thing all that much. We're a very build focused server, building up our own areas, our own lore and towns and everything like that. And I think it's it's rare that we get the opportunity to do that in a way that makes sense for everybody's story and doesn't feel completely out of character for somebody who's trying to do a more serious bit on the server so that's what i'm i'm seeing this as an opportunity to do is create little custom experiences for people maybe little parkour challenges maybe more kind of think your way through at puzzles and having grown up watching game shows like the crystal maze was one of the kind of Uh, the game shows I used to watch growing up and there were always different types of challenges that they would do it was either like a physical thing or some puzzles or something that was just a complete mystery and I'm thinking that way every time I design one of these I've got another one coming up that's going to be a more of a variety of challenges that I'm really looking forward to designing but I won't say too much about that yet because that's spoilers for the next couple of weeks
0: yeah yeah I guess that's the challenge too, as a content creator is like you want to share stuff, but then you you can't you don't want to spoil it for the other players as well,
1: yeah, and that was the difficult thing with Jimmy because with the the skull fort, the pirate fort that I built for Joey Groeff's series. We discussed that ahead of time. He told me roughly what he wanted and I just went and did my own thing. And the whole point was that he knew it was there. I just had to lead him to the exact location and then he'd experience it all because he'd never seen it before. Whereas with Jimmy, I had the challenge of him not asking me to do it. I just wanted to do it on on my own and Mm. have him discover it. And so he wasn't looking for something specific once he was there. He was just exploring it in a more natural way. And I'm learning a lot about what it, means to guide people through that experience and how obvious i have to be with some of the stuff so that somebody who's maybe paying a little bit less attention or doesn't know what's going on is still going to take the hint and explore as far as i want them to
0: so moving on into the news this week we have of course the mob vote coming up on october 15th at minecraft live to talk about uh tiny jens and tiny vu and tiny agnes are all back Uh, there was an introductory video that gave us a brief hint at the three mobs that will be voting on this year's minecraft live mob vote the first mob is the sniffer an ancient mob which players can bring back from extinction by finding its eggs under water usually in ruins once revived the sniffer loves plants and will sniff out ancient seeds for the player these ancient seeds will grow into new decorative plants The second mob that was revealed is the Rascal, a mischievous mob that lives in caves below Y0. It loves to play hide and seek. And if you can catch it three times, it rewards you with an item to help your cave exploration. The example given in the video was an enchanted iron pickaxe. The third and final mob candidate is the tough golem. Much like other golems, players can build this golem. And if you add a wool block to the construction, the golem will spawn wearing a matching cloak. Tough golems spend most of their time as statues, but can wake up and roam around randomly, then return to their original position. They will display the items the player gives them, or will pick up a nearby dropped item if they don't have one already. There is also a summary video uh, talking about um, the three mobs, when you're going to be able to get to vote. Uh, A reminder that this year is that the mob vote will happen in three places, a special bedrock server, the Minecraft Launcher and on minecraft.net. And to quote Mojang, to make sure the process stays safe and fair, you will need to sign in with your Minecraft account to cast your vote. The vote opens October 14th at noon Eastern Daylight Time and will be open for 24 hours, closing when the Minecraft Live 22 broadcast begins.
1: Yeah, so obviously the mob vote is gonna be our main discussion this week. There's a lot we can do to... Pull details out of these videos and there's some speculation that we can indulge in, although I will remind everybody that it's probably a good idea to rein in those expectations, at least until the mob vote has happened and we get to contribute to... The development of these mods by giving feedback but there's a lot of people making some pretty big leaps of logic from what i've seen in discussing these things to think like well maybe this can do this and you know we can we can talk about maybe all day but i i like what we've seen of these so far and i'm really excited to talk about them in our main discussion
0: so we can move right into chunk mail then i think it might be best to save everything for the main discussion uh you want to grab the first one
1: Yes, yeah this one comes in from Skunkitis, which is again an itis that I'd prefer not to have, Uh, but the subject is combining mechanics. Uh, If you want to email the show, by the way, the email address is spawnchunkmail at gmail.com, so keep them short and sweet and we'll try and read yours on the show. Uh, This one says, Hello Joel and Pix, I've been thinking a lot lately about combining mechanics in Minecraft to create new content. One example I thought of was combining the growth mechanic of bamboo with the leaf mechanic of big drip leaves to make a palm tree for the desert. As palm trees grow, their fronds droop, and the new fronds grow straight out of the top. During each growth phase, the old fronds could change state until they're pointing down, maybe even turn yellow like real palms. A palm tree that is 10 blocks tall could have several layers of fronds, all in different orientations. Other mechanic combinations are running through my head, but I'm trying to keep this short. What mechanics would you combine? Thanks for a great show. Skunkitus Air High 5 Jolan picks from across the room. Well, Air High 5 back
0: yeah i like the closing line i thought that was fun uh bamboo actually grows in a similar way to way the way that they described palm trees i have several bamboo plants in my living room and one of which after 15 years is taller than me uh-huh. and uh but cannot support itself though like i have to tie it to the wall so it doesn't droop over yeah um but uh but yeah it would be it would be interesting to see trees like that grow in minecraft where they would start maybe four or five blocks tall as trees like as a solid like one by one meter block and then as more leaves appear they would grow to a max of like 10 because right now the only thing that that does that is are things like bamboo goes grows pretty tra- tall um sugarcane only goes up to three blocks but like they're all sub block models like they're not we don't have anything as big as a tree that actually grows in in chunks like trees that grow from saplings kind of have like the Warner Brothers snow version of growing. It's just like, whoomp! You know, it all happens at once and then this just giant tree punches you in the face when it appears. Um, But yeah, I I like the idea. Um, For me, the few things that we have talked about recently on the show came to mind. Obviously, things like the candles and sea pickle mechanics of placing those um, and then applying that to things like decorative flowers and plants I think could be a cool combination of mechanic. Um, The scaffolding and ladders we talked about rope ladders a little while ago but the fact that you can build scaffolding from the ground up as tall as you want but you can't build a ladder down from a place as long as you want mm-hmm. i think is 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 would be a, a much welcome mechanic change whereas a ladder you have to place it against something where it would be cool if you could have a maybe a different kind of ladder that you could then attach to one block but then the rest of them you just kind of right click that block and it would just kind of like keep on dropping down Um, having the ability to do it with scaffolding, but not the other way around feels kind of strange to me. Uh, and then this came into my brain with the insides of the towers and the staircases that I was kind of designing, um, this weekend and last, uh, in the Tiger Hill mansion. I've been using a lot of signs as like railings. Uh, they don't necessarily keep the player from falling off anything, but it does make the, the staircases look a little bit more safe when you've got a large drop kind of going down the middle and trapdoor placement and sign placement. I feel could be overlapped. Why can't we strap signs to the top or bottoms of blocks in the same way that we can place a trapdoor on the top or bottom of blocks? We can place signs on the sides of things. um, And I just think that it would open up some interesting texture layering. It would open up some interesting decoration. You'd be able to combine textures like the wooden grain of signs with like whatever block you wanted to put behind it, put that in the ceiling, combine that with glow ink and maybe some um, layers again, and you could have some really cool designs happening in your ceilings if you wanted to have glow ink in the ceilings or glow ink in the floor. I think it could be kind of fun.
1: Yeah, I think one of the cool things about the screenshot you shared earlier of your Tiger Mansion build is that you've got the stone pressure plates on top of stone bricks, and so it changes the top texture of that block to something that's a lot more like natural stone, which is a a neat way of doing it, and we don't have that many ways of changing just one side of a block texture. It's pretty much the same thing on all six faces most of the time, unless you're talking about something rotational like glazed terracotta. So I like that idea. I think the problem, the reason maybe that we don't have sign placement that works the same way as say like item frame placement is because most of the time if you place a sign on top of a block it's got the post sticking into the ground and how hmm. do you tell the game whether you want it flat on the floor or sticking out i presume that'd be with like a crouch uh placement or something yeah. like that yeah but then yeah. but then how often are you going to be placing a sign whilst being forced to crouch for whatever reason and you know how difficult does that become for mobile players and there's there's all kinds of like edge cases that i think build up to a case against being able to place signs differently on the tops of blocks bottom of blocks though entirely fine with even if it turned out to be like an upside down version of the top of the block sign where you had just a sign dangling from the block above i think that'd look quite cool so I'm, i'm with you on a lot of those and especially on the other points you've made like scaffolding being able to place ladders downwards and like uh yeah having the decorative flowers the decorative flower thing with being able to place multiple of them on the same block is even something that they could potentially apply to the decorative flowers that the sniffer is going to look for but again we'll just we'll discuss that when we we look at the the mob vote stuff um personally i think pulling a, a detail out of skunkitis's email here I, I would love leaf aging to be a thing that doesn't just cover decay. In the same way that copper aging mechanics are a, a thing that you know allows it to cycle through the different states of of the block before it reaches its final age. I I would love that in relation to an update that maybe tried to emulate seasons in some way mm-hmm. and having mm-hmm. a, a leaf aging mechanic, but like copper, allowing you to change it and 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 freeze it in place obviously waxing the leaves isn't going to quite work but I mean like you know maybe bone meal a leaf block and it preserves it in a certain age or something like that I don't know um I think stuff like that and and we've talked about this on the show in the past with like having iron blocks be able to rust and we, we talked about tree bark I think recently um but then in an ideal world I think we would have many different blocks able to show their age at which point we'd obviously need a better way to handle all of those variants in the creative inventory and the player inventory but that's going into the inventory management debate again i do think aging mechanics would be a really neat thing to combine with a lot of existing stuff in minecraft or see expanded into future additions to minecraft in a way that would leave players with a lot more leeway to make their builds look older or you know give more organic variety to organic blocks like leaves like flowers any of that kind of stuff like imagining an aging mechanic happening to bamboo right like bamboo when it grows in minecraft is that kind of very vibrant green color but what if it yellows a little bit with age what if it kind of dries out in a certain way and what could players then use that for that would allow them to diversify their approach to using bamboo and builds i think there's there's plenty of mileage to be had there
0: I mean, I mean, I would say, I wouldn't say precedent, but like a good example would be like the bamboo scaffolding that we make is beige. Like it's yeah, a yellowy yeah. beige. It's not green. Because it's been it's cut down bright. and
1: dried out and whatnot. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. And I, I like the idea of having bamboo as a building material. I think I've seen lots of mods do that where you have like a bamboo fence or a bamboo wall or a bamboo door, like that kind of thing. I think they've been green in the past, but I think some mod packs might've had both. You could have like a, a, a dried bamboo door versus a green bamboo door, depending on how you wanted to roll. Mm -hmm. and uh i I like that idea i think that's that's a lot of fun the um the other thing that i was thinking about with the aging mechanics that you're talking about is i I feel like there'd be some tedium in like bone mealing leaf blocks or like it'd be okay for a couple of bushes but if you've got a a forest or a tree or your courtyard that you want to make sure doesn't change that would be really hard especially if you kept on missing one (laughs) um that would be difficult I, I often wonder whether they could work in some, some of the more magical side of Minecraft, like enchanting tables and things like that. I like the idea of some sort of altar, like just a single block, some sort of profession block or, or something similar where you could place it in an area. And similar to a beacon's radius, it would just stop the aging of all the things and just be like, okay, once you've got it to where you want it, it's not going to age because magical properties. Mm-hmm. And maybe that thing is hard to craft, maybe that thing requires to be fed. You know like maybe it constantly eats something so that you have to not just make it um but you have to supply it with a constant thing, which could be automated from redstone. Like maybe it maybe it needs bone meal, for example, just yeah. of, you know for something easy to do. Well, then you hook up, you know, a bone meal farm to it and and you have to hide it underneath your your grounds, but if it's silent, which hopefully it is, then Everything in your area, including your copper, including your you know other things that might age, um, will hold their hold their kind of pristine look. That could be really cool and add a really interesting atmosphere if you're walking through like a snowy taiga woods and you get to an enchanted castle and everything is green and lush inside the border of this of this mechanic. So I, I kind of wonder whether the m- mechanic of of aging blocks always being held by the player as you must do it block by block I, I don't know how that would hold up if we started to do it with more than just copper right if it starts to spread to other blocks i wonder how long the players would be interested in that which actually leads me into our next email um, from mandrake uh, about mob mechanic longevity hello joel and hello johnny thank you for making such an entertaining informative and welcoming podcast well thanks for the kind words Having seen the three new potential mobs, I wanted to share my perspective with a focus on long-term player interest. Both the rascal and the sniffer seem to be tied to very fun interactions, running around a cave for a prize and the chain of finding an egg, hatching it, getting some seeds and growing them and harvesting them. But how many times will players interact with these features after trying them out for the first few times? I've not listened to all of the older podcasts yet, But I remember that some decisions or discussions of features that seemed exciting at first could also not be maintained by players or engaged with after several months. All three mobs require player interaction, but only the tough golem, which also fills a few decorative niches, statues, pedestals, and whatever else use the community might find, seems to be the type of mob mechanic that players will continue to engage with in the long run. What do you think? Is there something I am overlooking or over sniffing? Either way, they all look fun in their own way no hard feelings and may the best mob win uh we're gonna just dive right into our main chat because rather than um replying specifically to uh mandrake i think we're gonna be covering a lot of that in our discussion uh, but i also want to give a shout out to kaser cat who also wrote in with some thoughts about the mob vote uh, all of which i seem to think aligned with what johnny and i are going to talk about so again we're just going to jump right in we have the sniffer the rascal and the tough golem going head to head this year johnny where where are you overall with the the mob vote so far
1: as with last year with we had the copper golem the allay and the glare i'd be happy with any of this year's mobs winning because they're all original creations like last year which i love i'm, I'm really happy that they've continued to expand things in a direction that feels like minecraft's originality is shining instead of it being either a variant of another mob or something that feels just kind of yoinked out of the pages of another game um i think it's it's a a good bunch of mobs they've all got some interesting mechanics they don't seem quite as utility focused as last year's they're a bit more balanced towards flavor instead of just straight up functionality um and i feel like they're also low stakes enough that people can't get super mad about one or the other of them not winning Uh, people are going to champion some of these but we're not really losing too much by not voting for a couple of them right i think that the mechanics are all sort of fairly low stakes um for me right now the sniffer has edged out the other two the tough golem is a close second i think the rascal is kind of back of the line for me and i think that's really because the sniffer has the most in-depth description of everything about the mob you know like where we're gonna find it it's gonna hatch what it's gonna do once it hatches how that benefits the player and then the temptation of there is new stuff that they haven't fully explored yet but that's you know the decorative plant mechanics are things that have yet to be fully defined so it's still got something to look forward to once development starts personally i'm in favor of the sniffer but uh there's still a lot of compelling arguments to be made for the other two as well. How about you? Uh, give, it, give us an overview, Joel. Where are you at with these? So I'm in the same boat. I'm, I'm
0: um, Sniffer for Life. I um, mm-hmm. In comparing them to the other two mobs, and a great deal of it has to do with, like, as you said, it's the one we have the most information about. Yeah. Uh, but to Mandrake's point earlier, uh, I think the Sniffer is tops for me because I feel like it's the one that we're going to be able to interact with the most and i feel like it's going to have that longevity right like it's if if you are going to be decorating with these plants you're going to want more of them and that means you're always going to be interacting with with the sniffer Um, so that kind of was what grabbed me um i did not find um true to my comment from last week that any of the overviews of the mobs were really all that telling the fact that we don't know what kind of plant the sniffer is going to give you and the plant that the sniffer is going to give you seems to be the focus of the people that are interested in the sniffer. Um, the The rest of the stuff, they really don't give you a lot of information and they're asking you to vote on your favorite mob without really giving you enough reasons to vote for any of them. Um, and so it seems to be like you're just choosing between, well, I don't know any of much about any of these things, but I, I guess I lean sniffer. So when I say team sniffer, it's a, it's a little bit snarky because i'm just like well i i don't really know because i I don't really have much to go on with the other ones i'm kind of leaning into what i know about minecraft and kind of applying 213 episodes of knowledge Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know uh into what we're getting and and to go with what we had last year uh same though for me i was really happy that they were all completely fantastical mobs um i i like the 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 designs of most of them are are pretty good uh they're appealing looking i really like the videos the videos were cute despite being a little frustrated with the lack of information. I thought the videos were cute. Tiny Agnes and Tiny Yens and the addition of Tiny Vu uh, as a regular on it, I thought was really good. And uh, I got a real chuckle out of the Rascal video where they were talking about hide and seek and liking to play hide and seek after lunch. And then they both kind of stopped for a minute and Tiny Agnes and Jens are thinking about napping under their desks at work. Yeah. <laughs> and I just like, that is that's funny. Like, cause I've been there. I've gone for the hot lunch with the partners at an animation studio and then gone back to work going, oh man, I just want to go to sleep. Like I'm full of lasagna right now, and I could definitely have a nap. <laughs> uh I've definitely been there. Um so yeah, like that kind of stuff was all great. I I like the I like the pixel art presentation of it. It feels very Minecrafty, but it also has its own unique thing and doesn't tie them to, to like by doing the animations they don't show them in game and therefore can um manage expectations i think a yeah. little bit um the thing that i find is going to be tough is that like the sniffer w- or anything like like that when walking around it's not going to look that good in minecraft right it's going to have that weird slidey no knees kind of thing we yeah think, unless the, if I hope they can make it stop. Like I'm okay if if the legs just kind of like go straight up, move over and come straight down. That's fine. That's fine. if they do that, just don't do the don't do the treadmill thing that they do with cows and horses and
1: stuff. I have I have more faith in them now that the frog walk cycle is so yes. cute. I feel yeah. like they could do justice to the sniffer's move cycle. Yeah. Um I thought it had six legs, but then you Me put too. in your notes that you thought it had six legs. And I was like, wait, does it not? And then I looked at it and I was like, oh no, it's kind of like on that, that like slightly sideways angle where you're seeing the back leg and like, but when it, when the little one like kind of mm-hmm. slumps down, I thought it had three legs coming out the side. So it's it like, did,
0: it did. I double checked. Yeah. That's why I was confused. Yep. Yeah,
1: I I really I, I hope they give it six legs now cuz I think that that would just be a fun thing. Like obviously it complicates the walk cycle a little bit, but I I well, do like the idea of there being some kind of in between between like a, a cow and a spider, you know. Yes. I I, f- I feel like they
0: they could add six legs and I don't I mean look it's it's a Minecraft. It's not going to be that complicated. Yeah. Um I I think cuz once you do an animation cycle for one leg, it's a copy paste and then you just make sure they don't go all go at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um the yes like i i would very much like it to have six legs. Uh i um i i, I like that idea a lot. But they, when the little one laid down you absolutely saw three legs on one side. Um but i i mean in hindsight yes i've seen some dogs that lay down like that where like they've got their two legs are out to one side and then their two front legs are out front. So yeah. at a glance it looks like three legs so like i can i can sort of see how the artist might have been going that way. But i when i watched you can very clearly see in the summary video when yeah. the big sniffer comes in, there's only four legs when it's it, moving, and it's something it's about just,
1: the background of that like makes it clearer mm-hmm. than it was in the um yeah in the, the full well, one. Well, you yeah.
0: you don't even you only see half of one front leg of the big one when it comes True. in, yeah, and they don't react to it. So I mean, we might as well talk about the sniffer now because like I yeah. I like the video. I thought it was great. Like I I, I like the 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 egg you know the where they got the egg the fact that it hatches and i was pleasantly surprised when the big one came out i was like oh Mm. this sniffer's kind of cute like it looks like a little turtle like that's fine and it sniffs out seeds cool and then the big one came in it's like a big
1: chungus (laughs) rolls
0: in (laughs) and you're and then you're looking at tiny yens and, and and you're like wait a minute like this thing is the size of a panda if not bigger yeah and yeah i love the idea of adding a big mob to minecraft because they're easy to see They have a they're cute and they have that kind of like I like the juxtaposition of something big but not threatening, right? Like it's not going to attack you. And I mean, I you know, I know it's still just a pixel animation, and but I love the design. I like the mossy back, the the lumbering. It's mostly nose, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh and and I just like the idea that it has this, it it does, you know, for all the times we've mentioned. Avatar the Last Airbender on the show talking about mystical mobs. Like it has a platypus bear kind of feel.
1: It does. You know, or, yeah.
0: or a Pokemon, but not in a bad way. Like it still feels very Minecraft. It still feels very unique, but it just has that cool kind of like real animals don't have grass growing on their back, you know? Yeah. Uh it has a like a never-ending story kind of vibe to it. And I, I, I thought it was very, very appealing. I liked the idea of it just as a mob to have around. Cause like when you're looking at it, like, okay, so I'm gonna want these. They're going to sniff out seeds for me. I probably don't want it to wander off. So I'm going to make probably a bit of a corral for it. I'll give it some room. You know, maybe the mechanic requires it to have room rather than just a couple of blocks. So people don't put it in like little cells, but like, what does a, what does a sniffer farm even look like? Like we all know what a cow farm and a horse farm looks like. Cause we've driven by them before in our lives, mostly, you know, or seen them on TV, but What does a sniffer farm look like? Who the heck knows? Like, it's such a cool, inspiring animal to, like, build around, to build for. Um, They're very appealing and cute. So you don't, you want to make their lives happy. Like, that kind of, I like that about it. I think it was a really good presentation as far as the appeal of the mob. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and I... I I, I kind of want a little bit more out of it. Like I was talking, I think I mentioned this in the Discord. I can't remember whether it was mine or ours, but I like the idea of being able to ride it, right? Make, <laughs> yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. it's slow and not worth your time on land. Maybe it's as fast as a boat in water. Like, I don't know. It's an aquatic mob from where the eggs come from, right? Like I just, it could be a really interesting mechanic. Like if you want to make Elytra, uh, not always the best way to travel, like make a really fast water mob that's cute as nails like (laughs) why not
1: yeah yeah and I I love the design of the sniffer overall like I'm a sucker for anything with big floppy ears and a chill disposition um (laughs) and there is like you you mentioned Pokemon and some people in in our discord live chat are, are kind of you know reading my mind here it it looks like a Pokemon called Appleton which is from the most recent generation of Pokemon give or take And it's just a big dragon thing with floppy ears and like half of an apple over its eyes. So it kind of looks like one of those like Highland cows with the fringe almost. And it's got this mm -hmm. big apple pie bump on its back. And yeah, like they're really cute that way. And so, yeah, I I really like the design of them. I don't know if they would make them rideable on account of A, they're an ancient mob and like they've talked about like, you know, animal preservation and that kind of stuff before. And also... It's cool, like, the the aesthetic of riding them would be fun, but in terms of transport, they're not really going to add a whole bunch that, you know, a decent horse and a boat isn't... It's is not going to be yes. the yeah. I- ideal kind of way of, of traveling for anybody unless you want something that's really good and amphibious. And we don't even know if they swim, we just know that you find their eggs underwater. Does that mean they lay the eggs underwater? Or are they, because they're an ancient mob, are the, the ocean ruins... Kind of the key to that. Like they have these sniffer eggs in these ocean ruins because whatever civilization has left the ruins behind, you herded these animals at some point. Um, Right. A couple of other interesting things about it the fact that it grows from an egg, and that's not like a Minecraft spawn egg, which is a convenient method of spawning mobs in from creative even if it does kind of loosely imply that everything in Minecraft is reptilian in nature or a bird um, they 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 hatch from eggs like the way turtles do um, and and that is part of the the mechanic that they've you know mentioned so I, I think we can kind of imagine them being kind of lizardy as a result they kind of look a bit like a snapping turtle do we breed them the way turtles do do we feed them some stuff and then they go and lay their eggs somewhere do they go and lay their eggs underwater or on land and then like do we even breed them at all or do we just need to go and find the eggs in order to revive them do they lay eggs in chests or something like that there's a lot of um a lot of different options there which i think are kind of fun in terms of how we can explore the the life cycle of these things the other thing I've heard about this from the community is that the lore implications for the world's history are another selling point for the sniffer. I mean, for a start, the fact that they give you a bit of new value to ocean ruins, which are kind of an overlooked structure, also means they're guarded by the drowned, maybe they come from a similar era, there's a few things we can think of about there. But also the fact that they sniff for things links them to the warden, which is the only other mob that does that so far although the sniffer is providing a slightly more benign uh, reason to sniff for things versus the warden where it's trying to hunt you down. So I think it's kind of fun that we have like the the smelling mechanic getting used in a, in a more positive context now that they've introduced it with the warden. And it kind of implies that maybe the two of them are related, although looking at them appearance-wise, you'd never make that connection. So it'd be curious to see if there is anything there The fact that one's from an ancient city, one's an ancient mob. Is that really related? Or does that just mean there's this whole forgotten era of Minecraft that players are left to speculate about?
0: That's an interesting idea. I never made the connection between the sniffing of the warden and the sniffing of the the sniffer. It's a lot of sniffing in one sentence. Uh, But I liked the idea from an audio standpoint. Like with the warden, you're looking for the sniffing to like, where is it? How close is it? Does it smell me? Should I be on my way? And then the other thing here with the with the sniffer mob is that you're looking, well, I'm listening for it sniffing because I want to know whether it's found seeds or not. So sniffing is a good thing. It's a good audio thing to hear, right? So if you're in the sunshine and you hear sniffing, good. <laughs> you know, there's a sniffer nearby. If you're in the deep dark and there's sniffing, bad news, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So like, I just, I, li- I like that that juxtaposition. And, and I think that it's interesting that, you know, um, the audio is going to play a point in that. And to your point about the reptilian thing, I was thinking more platypus.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Then, then reptilian, but, but, yeah, it's it's got a weird, it's a weird mix in a good way. Like it's a really, it's a very inventive, very um, curious mom for sure. The
1: uh, the egg laying man- mammal vibe is yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting mm-hmm. one. Um, so the functionality of these things, they dig up new old plants is how i've been thinking about it they 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 give us new plants which are only going to be decorative according to the blog post specifically the video doesn't mention it but i think it may be in the video description and it definitely confirms that in the blog post that basically they sniff out these ancient seeds you plant the ancient seeds you get Very specifically, decorative plants. I wonder how those vary from the plants we already have. Because if they are flowers, then that's cool. They can provide some aesthetic detail to an area. But they aren't flowers that we can crush down into dyes, like some of the existing flowers. I would presume not. Because they're not looking to fill out the color palette of, of dyes. Because I think it's kind of fun still that we have, you know, cactus and cocoa beans and those are the incentive to go out and get the colors that you wouldn't be able to get any other way but i think aesthetic plants thinking about the ones we have we have stuff like ferns and small drip leaf if you don't count bone mealing them to turn them into big drip leaf those are the ones that are purely aesthetic really in their current forms and i think that's interesting because the sniffer giving us the opportunity to find new ones of those and projecting a little bit here but what if there is a greater variety of those in the same way that there is with say tropical fish for example suddenly Mm. you have a whole category of plant that can be a lot more varied and yeah potentially that gives us some fun things to play around with although from the way they've described it so far nothing mechanical about the plants themselves so you'd be left to just decorate with them and that'd be it
0: yeah, it seems um, unique. Plants is how they describe it in yeah. the article, and um, and they have a question mark in in the video. the The plant comes up like a question mark, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's very vine like. But I think the only reason for that is just because it's meant to shape like a question mark. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm okay with another decorative plant. I find the flowers are a little bit bright sometimes, and specifically the two tall flowers, like they're all very like. There's like pink red purple and bright yellow for the the flowers yeah yeah so it'd be nice uh we don't have any naturally occurring purple flowers really so that could be fun um there's um i'm trying to think about other colors of flowers we don't have but most of them are there and other colors we don't have you wouldn't necessarily want like gray or brown um but I i like that idea i like the idea of not getting the same plant i like the idea of maybe there's three different plants that you get and you just have to wait and see what comes up maybe some yeah. are going to come up more often than not because i i think like if it's one kind then are they going to maintain um the mechanic where is if, if you get one say it's a two tall flower that comes out of the the, the ancient seed can you just harvest that one and then go bone it? Because then no one's going to want to deal with a sniffer for more than yeah, once. Right? right? Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like how right?
1: how viable is the reuse of this mob? And like how often would you be expected to come back to it for its initial purpose? Yeah. Or is it like crops where you can just break and then you get three more seeds and you don't need yeah. to worry about that after that?
0: But if, it, but if it's a mob that is digging up these ancient seeds in a very specific area and these seeds are producing one of three different kinds of plants and it's random, then like having a sniffer farm where you're constantly going back to see whether you have enough of your favorite, you know, could be kind of cool. Um, and if it's a really slow mechanic, then it's, it's if it's something that you can't just instantly get a stack of and never look back, right? Then you're constantly going to have to go back and interact with these things. And yeah. like, what do they eat? Do they sniff when they're hungry? Like, do, like do you have to feed them? Like, I, I, I like the idea of having some stuff be automated in Minecraft, but I also like the idea of like, having to maintain and if you can either hand feed them to keep them sniffing or if you can just drop food in via redstone droppers and they'll eat that too then that's fine i think that either way it creates a project or something to do for the player and yeah. i think that 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 to me is cool because like i can already imagine like you know a big you know area of grass if that's what they need to sniff in um they're kicking up seeds and you've got a a hopper minecart that's scooting around underneath collecting all the seeds. And then you have to then plant the seeds manually. And then when they're done, much like copper aging, like when it's all finished, you go back and you see what you got, you know, like that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Um, The other thing I want to cover with this briefly before we move on to the Rascal is the potential for future expansion. And this is projecting things into the future a little bit, and it's not anything that they've alluded to in the video, but I like to think of this as a bit of a thought experiment. If the sniffer digs up these ancient plants and players enjoy that mechanic it incentivizes mojang to reuse that mechanic in future and if they want to add a new flower or a new crop typically they have to add that to world generation for players to find so if they wanted to introduce i don't know rhubarb as a crop like just just pull an example out of the air um they'd have to add that to like existing villages or, or, you know, add it as seeds the way they did with beetroot where suddenly they're in like, they're in end city loot chests for some weird reason, like the endermen really love beetroot. And (laughs) it's kind of difficult to explain that. Whereas if the sniffer is added, that's an option for them in future if they want to introduce new items is that they can add that to the sniffer's loot table. And so instead of encouraging players to go looking for a new flower in some far-flung biome where they have to expand their world even more than they already have. You could also give it to the Sniffer's loot table and give it maybe a low chance of finding that, and then it becomes like the opportunity of getting a carrot from a zombie instead of tracking down a village where they're already growing carrots. It it becomes another incentive to use that mob further down the line. So I I think there's still potential for future expansion maybe this kind of paleobotany, as i've seen people calling it um can be expanded into more of a system in future i think that's a good reason to vote for it personally
0: and i i agree i think it's a great way to introduce new things down the line uh emails that we've got that were referencing the sniffer we're comparing it and the sniffing and digging out of seeds to an archaeology mechanic that might be yeah down the line so it could be that if the sniffer is really popular that could tell mojang a lot about what the player base is looking to do and how they'd be willing to approach something like archaeology if there's going to be a lot of sifting through things as opposed to sniffing through things and um with adding new crops and things like that like i i mean i know rhubarb was just something you grabbed randomly but i like the idea of adding something completely weird like if you've got an ancient animal that's digging up ancient seeds Bring in some ancient food stuff that we've got no idea even exists. You know, like chorus fruit as an example that exists in the game now. But bring in something like you know, the, uh, the 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 pineapple, you know, banana or something like just some mm-hmm. weird. It's like I mean, make it up for Minecraft. Like make it make something up completely imaginary. You know and 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 have it be you know does it sustain the player yes does it also do something weird sure you know like maybe you can craft blocks into it like especially if you get something like um how melons and pumpkins are full blocks that you can build with and imagine if you had a, a new food stuff that was a new kind of melon or a new kind of block like that and the only way to get it was the sniffer and once you you know had it then you can then cultivate it and grow your own garden and then have a new block to play with like that could be really really fun
1: yeah the the uh ancient seeds really reminds me of stardew valley where you can find ancient seeds when you're kind of on the archaeology path when you're digging up some of these like worms that appear around the map and you get artifacts from those one of those is ancient seeds and it gives you a recipe to craft ancient seeds and then you can start planting this fruit that turns out to be really lucrative if you turn it into wine and that kind of stuff. So there is, yeah, certainly potential for them to introduce a, a fruit that either doesn't exist in our universe, but is perfectly, you know, rational for it to exist in Minecraft. Or maybe they get to revive some, you know, now extinct crop from our own world that could teach us a bit about our own world's history. There's there's a lot to it. Um, let's move on to talk about the Rascal, because I guess this is another situation in which If they want a mechanic that could survive long term, they could give new items and an interesting gear to the rascal as well. These are the loot goblin style mobs where you find them in caves below Y0. They're wearing this kind of backpack and they play hide and seek. You go and find them three times and then they'll drop an item as a reward that helps you with caving. So in the summary video, they dropped a shovel in the initial video introducing the rascal they dropped a pickaxe and they seem to be iron tier tools for now but we'll talk about the like the the rarity of the items i think in this discussion um these seem like a very early game benefit to me the the intent behind the rascal seems to be if you're down there with your first iron pickaxe you're trying to find diamonds you're below y0 so that's probably what you're looking for your tools break mid-caving session and you haven't found anything good yet. Tracking down a rascal could be an upgrade, even. If you've got enchanted stuff, if you don't have an enchanting table yet, it's a way of getting hold of those ahead of time. Or it's just a neat way to, yeah, score fortune, or it it can just be a way of getting hold of a, you know, a, a tool that maybe has just broken on you and you're having to return to the surface. If you spot a rascal, you think, okay, maybe I can go caving for a little bit longer so it's got that early game thing but then as far as late game stuff goes it needs another type of item to really give it the edge i think because players aren't really going to players are probably going to ignore those when they're just grinding for diamonds late game if they want to use them for currency on a server or something like that these rascals don't seem like they'll really be that interesting
0: the early game focus is what kind of caught me and Made me kind of think, all right, well, this probably isn't something that I'm that interested in. I think it really kind of um, brings a a good example of um, Mandrake's point from their email earlier, which is, sure, it's cool. And yeah, it's going to help people at real game. Uh, I can see that being useful. But I mean, like my world is five years old. And I anecdotally, I think I see a mix of people that have long term worlds. And then there's also the players that seem to reset every month or two whenever they get bored yeah right so like i can so i can understand that there's probably a lot of appeal for the rascal in that way um but the example that they gave was just like it's just the enchanted iron pickaxe like i just you know even if it is an enchantment that you don't normally get, it's an iron pickaxe. Like, I mean, you only use those for what, the first couple hours of the game? If you yeah. know what you're doing. Like, you're you're really into diamonds before anything farther. And most people don't bother to enchant iron pickaxes because they want to save that first enchant for a diamond pickaxe, right? Yeah, definitely. So, so yeah, I do find that the loot that it's presenting in the animation uh, lackluster. If I would certainly be more interested in in the rascal if it gave us something new like unique yeah but again i think either because they don't know or because they're being a little bit too mysterious on purpose they're just not telling us an awful lot about the rascal and that i think is harming the vote like it's just it's at the bottom of the barrel because we know very little about it and, yeah and it has potential but they didn't explore that potential in the audio or in the video uh, the animation Yeah. Um, and I also, um, and I don't want to slam the design too much, but like, it's the least appealing of the three. It's really, (laughs) it's not, it's not like it's that imaginative. Um, when you compare it to something like the glare from last year, uh, I feel like that was really unique. And even though I looked at that and said like, well, I don't really need that mechanic, but it is really cool and cute, right? Like it had a really unique look to it. The, the, uh, and the this... angry
1: lettuce making, like, grumpy noises, which just, yeah, <laughs> the, the, right. that was... I yeah. can get behind that as an aesthetic, yeah. if nothing else.
0: Yeah, and I can see the challenge of trying to design the Rascal and have it not look like the Claire, right? Because they're they're going to have kind of similar hide and skittish personalities. And so, like, some of the attributes that you might want to uh, apply to it um, can be different. Like, I'm, I'm glad it doesn't have a big villager nose, right? Um, but But other than that, it just... It looks like a grey um blaze right with a hood on it like it it just it tends to it just doesn't have a a wholly unique shape and like think about the the copper golem from last last year and how squat and wide it was compared to the allay that was skinny and light and flying around and then the glare was kind of like this mix of the two and i like feel like here we've got this great big sniffer We've got the, the golem, but the the golem and the, and the rascal are very similar sizes in terms of the the mm. tough golem, yeah. you know? So like, I, I feel like they could have gone, like maybe they could have gone with a floating mob in this one. But again, if they did that, then that seems like a lot like the glare, you know, like I, I understand the rock and a hard place to kind of in with yeah. the, with the rascal, but yeah, for me, it was the lack of information and I can't say I'm on board with the hide and seek thing either.
1: Yeah, um, I was going to say that the, the hide and seek mechanic seems like it'll appeal to younger players, but us old timers are going to find that a little a little tiresome. The, yeah, the the thing that I was curious about was like what happens after they finish the hide and seek game can you just grab them again? Like, if you spam click these things, is it going to let you? Probably not, right? This is something that they'd have to balance. But yeah. if it disappears almost like the way a wandering trader does, then that also maybe lessens its potential for other things. The The first thing I thought of when they said, oh, it just drops an iron pickaxe, I thought, well, the item isn't very useful, but the hide-and-seek mechanic could be leveraged to turn it into a minigame. Like, if you capture a few rascals and then you release them into a player made maze you give players a time limit to find the rascal and then you use the amount of items they're able to collect as a score highest score wins you've got a mini game almost built in right there so there's like there's potential for stuff like that that you could use it for but the big question then is like it's about balance really like can you trap it and if you can trap it can you then farm it what counts as hiding for the rascal and can that mechanic become exploitable in some way and if it's exploitable that way will mojang ever consider giving it more valuable items and is that more fun for players than having it teleport away like an enderman does or despawn like the wandering trader does i think it's cool to have these things pop up once and then throw you an item but that lessens its long-term potential for like i said stuff like being able to use it in a mini game having one just running around your base to add a little bit of variety and occasionally it throws you an item when you find it hiding in your chests or whatever like i I think younger players are going to find them cute but i think more long-term players players who want to just get the most out of the minecraft experience could find some cool ways to use them if we're allowed to
0: you want a really useful item to drop to a player during early game mining is
1: a A satchel, like a bag, a bundle. (laughs) This this thing is wearing a backpack in the design, and a Mm. lot of players immediately jump to the conclusion of like, oh, it's going to drop us a backpack. We can get a backpack out of this thing, and it's like, Mm. can we though? And like, uh, at what point does giving you stuff like that in the early game just negate all of the interest in going and getting Shulker boxes later, or you know, an ender chest or something like that? There's there's got to be a very fine balance. Of that kind of stuff so again the potential for the rascal really comes down to the stuff that they couldn't mention in the video probably because that's all of the stuff that they'd need player feedback on once it was voted in they'd say okay how much is too much you know if you put the effort in you can get diamond tools from a village before you ever go caving and if players want to go that route then they can is it then okay for us to give diamond tools to the rascal or does that seem too overpowered when you're down there caving and the first thing you encounter is a rascal? Then again, for the folks who like to speedrun the game, is a rascal encounter that makes or breaks your speed run going to be a really exciting opportunity for players who prefer that style of gameplay? There's a few options there, but it has to be a very fine-tuned experience for it to be appealing to as many people as possible.
0: I, yeah, I I kind of wonder, depending on how this is balanced, how long it turns before it turns into rascal whack-a-mole, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. like with either snowballs or worse, you know, like I, I and, and the thing that I find about the wandering trader, even with the mechanic that we had, like the data pack that we have on the server where I can trade it for mini blocks. So it, becomes a very useful thing um, still pops up and gets in my face when I'm trying to do stuff and on the wrong day <laughs> he doesn't last very long yeah i'll I'll check the trades quick but if he's got nothing to offer he's done and it's not a i'll let you wander around it's like no no both you and your llamas are fish food because i just i can't stand the constantly pop up in the player's way just to make sure that you see me it's just like if if the hide and seek mechanic is such that it pops up all the time uh and is always in your face like i mean i'm gonna hit it by accident while i'm mining
1: yeah <laughs> you know you know <laughs> swing a pickaxe at it yeah
0: exactly exactly so i don't i don't know it's 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 definitely the bottom of the barrel for me in terms yeah. of the the mob vote so how do you feel about the tough golem
1: i was gonna say let's talk about the uh, the thing that's in the middle of the barrel <laughs> right now and and looks the most like a barrel as well i guess uh so the tough golem design wise is probably my least favorite Um, because it's the- it's another golem thing. Uh, we obviously don't have as many golems as we think we do because we talked about the copper golem, but that never got voted in. Um, I think the fact that you can decorate them with different wool blocks and kind of like the llama carpets, they have, like, a different cloak, um, for their- their design, almost like a poncho, because it seems like they're holding that out and that's the thing that they're displaying the item on, almost like on a velvet cushion. You know, that- that's maybe what gives their design the edge, is an element of personalization. If you have a color scheme for your base, you can theme it around that, or, you know, your kingdom or whatever, or you can have a whole rainbow of them if you want to. So design-wise, I'm not as keen on them as I am. Certainly not the Sniffer. I think the Sniffer is adorable. Um, But I think in terms of functionality, they're, they're cooler than people think. A lot of people are saying this just seems like a moving item frame. But I think there's somewhere between an item frame, the allay, and the copper golem from the last year mob vote. And that's really where I'm on the fence, because as statues they're pretty cool. Like, I like my item display options, and on Java we can't give regular items to armor stands by default, so that's really something that's gonna split the vote when it comes to Java and bedrock players, because bedrock players can already hand an item to an armor stand, because they're spawn in with arms and opposable. Many of the Java players listening to this are probably thinking you can do that, and that's just, you know, people taking data packs for granted at this stage. Um, But I think the problem for me is with the idea that the statues can choose to randomly walk around. Um, It it just happens at random according to the video at least, or at least that's the the impression that they want to give. And if they're decorative, I don't really want them moving. Even if they return to the same place afterwards, which the summary video explained that they would... I, I don't really like the idea of them just all stepping off their pedestals at once and going wandering around my base. Um, but then again, does that then lead to behavior like the Allay where you can have it collect stuff and, you know, go and stand somewhere and then maybe it, maybe it puts it down, maybe it just holds it until you take it away again. That part of it is a little bit more vague. I don't see it being useful in the sense of it being the most important like technical thing because we already have the LA to go and collect stuff for us in an organic way the most utility thing i can think of for these is that maybe you die at your base or somewhere there are a lot of tough golems around and then you come back and they've picked up all of your like your your important gear your iron your diamond pickaxe you know netherite armor whatever it is and they're all just kind of standing around holding it like butlers waiting for you to come back and take it off of them and like, that's sort of appealing to me, but I think it's fairly rare that people are going to find that happening to them. Like They they, they act as almost like a, a gravestones mod kind of thing where they preserve your equipment instead of letting it despawn. I like the idea of that, but I don't know how frequently that would happen.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on the movement thing. I think they're an appealing looking statue and and they're cute in, in that they're very blocky and... They sort of look like villagers with their nose shape and, and things like that. Um, and while I did like the sound in the little animated short that they made and how it sounds like grinding stone, like as it moves around, uh, I'm with you. Like if I've got something there to display something, I don't want it moving. That's why I put things in item frames so they don't despawn, they don't move. Uh, and and they don't pop off of chests, you know, like if you have them on the side, that kind of thing. And, and I feel like this... Players for me, as far as you know, keeping in touch with the community as best as I can, seem to want more and more control and less random stuff. And when I first saw that the golem was gonna randomly move around, I thought, like, who wants that? Like it was just my gut reactions, like, why? Why do you want it to randomly move around and randomly pick up items? I mean, great that it returns to its spot. Now, I don't know whether that was an edit, and adjustment after the fact. The fact that it returns to its original spot seems like it's something you should have included in the golem video, not in mm-hmm. the summary video. Yeah. So I don't know whether that was a lot of player feedback happening at once and them quickly pivoting, but animation takes a long time, and I don't know how quickly they could have edited in an extra line about it returning to its place. Uh, it is a fairly simple animation, but still, like I, I don't know whether that was always planned. So like that, that to me was a communication fail on the first video. It was like, well, if it returns to its original spot then would have been nice to know but then also how is tiny Vu losing his hats if they always go back to the same spot yeah right (laughs) it it doesn't make a lot of sense um unless he's leaving his hat somewhere else and these things are randomly coming up and getting them and returning which brings me to a point like if you put a golem in a neighbor's base on an smp like is it going to randomly walk into their base grab something and then return back to that location which is i don't know how far that range is but like could you grief players you know, but then how often do players leave important things just floating as items on the ground? Yeah, it's, Never. it's
1: going to be picking up rotten flesh and like skeleton right. bows and like half broken stuff that you've thrown out of your yeah. inventory at that point.
0: Exactly right. So like, I, I don't know that it it needs to display things like that. I mean, I could see it as a really cool way to decorate your sorting system. Like if you've got a cool, you know, storage system and you want to put a bunch of golems around, they're all holding items that represent what's in the chest behind it. Great. That's cool. Uh, it's better than an item frame that's, that's in the way of the chest, you know, that you have to click on so that like, that's fun, but like, I, I don't want it moving if that's why I'm using it, you know? So if there's a way that you could, you know, as you mentioned, make it stay still, then sure. I can, I can see this having some interesting appeal. I do like the whole build it with a different color wool and you get a different color, color, like, um, what's it like a tunic, whatever you want to call it, um, um, on it and it's um I do find it strange <laughs> that it holds it up because it does sort of look like a kilt but then yeah. when it holds an item with it it's like you're lifting your kilt up my friend <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah, it's it a little it's a looks I know it's a little stone figure but it, it just it does look a little bit funny um to me that's just my cartoonist brain um going with that and but I like the idea that you can change the color because like with you know an iron golem or you know the snow golem that we make now they all just kind of come out the same so yeah. being able to change the color of this is is, is interesting um yeah. or, think, or at least the color of its the color of its of its tunic
1: i think the personalization is really the selling point there like mm-hmm. and i i think if we were able to control the roaming around behavior like how you can tell pets to sit or follow you then that yeah. might that might be kind of nice I'm just not sure what else I would do with them. Like with the Rascal I immediately thought of a mini game idea. With the Tough Golem, I'm struggling to think of what I would want to use them for aside from just decoration. And if you if you're only planning to use them as decoration, then just give us statues. Like don't give us statues that occasionally move around. I like mm-hmm. the idea of expanding the Golem family of mobs into something a little broader, and it's a cool use for tough, which doesn't have anything other than a solid block right now. But I think still think it misses the mark in terms of overall appeal to players i think it'd be a fun aesthetic detail but i think the moving around mechanic unless there was some other dimension to it that we don't know about it yet could potentially fall a little flat the only thing i could think of was if you give a bunch of items to tough golems and then splash them with invisibility potions first of all because they're an entity you'd end up with the item just floating in mid-air because you you can still see items that invisible mobs are holding and then if they're just holding them out in midair and these tough golems decide to roam around, suddenly you've got a bunch of items just floating around your base. And I thought the, the look of that would be kind of fun. I'm fairly certain you can do that with a lays already, in which case it doesn't really add much to the game for me. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious what the crafting process is going to be for a regular tough golem if the wool blocks aren't necessary. If they're involved, I can see it being, yeah, tough block, wool block, pumpkin but if it's just tough block pumpkin we run into the problem i was talking about last week with the uh plank golems and stuff from from minecraft legends is that like do you put one of these down on a tough floor by mistake and suddenly you've got a statue there you don't want and then you've got to kill it or move it and you're gonna wait for it to move before you can place the block back there and reconsider your life choices (laughs) i don't know for certain if the tough golem is going to appeal that said i still would take it over the rascal because of the variety because of the the personalized touch and because it's got more of a utility than giving you some items that are mostly going to be useful in early game. I can see it being something that players still build with in late game as a decoration. I just don't see the appeal of it beyond being a decoration.
0: Yeah, for me, wrapping things up, I'd say that, you know, two of the three mobs introduce random behavior, which is not my favorite mechanic in the game. So that's subjective for for me. And that's why I think that I I definitely am, am going sniffer with the vote because of the fact that it is something we can interact with. It has something that is predictable. As far as we know, it's got predictable behavior to a point. They could still introduce a little bit of RNG and that's fine. I mean, it's a video game. I get it. Um, but I, I feel like the, the, the things that are random about the rascal, it's like, well, that doesn't give me anything I would want. I don't see the appeal. It seems like kind of a pain in the butt to go play hide and seek with this thing for a lot of, well, again, effort in versus reward out doesn't seem to balance out for me. Uh, and then with the golem it's the same it's the same thing but it's like it's the randomness is in the movement it's like but this is thing that I don't want to move and you have designed it to move randomly. Like it yeah. seems like not only does it move, but it moves randomly. It's like you're making, it's like it's you're giving it a function that I don't want and you're making it annoying. <laughs> so <laughs> like it's, it's like, I, I know I'm going to extremes here, but like these are just my gut reactions from the first time watching these videos. Yeah. I, was like, I don't yeah. see the appeal to this at all. Again, I like the design of it. I think it's a neat idea, but like you, it's like, just let us make statues. Like how cool would it be to be able to make different statues that are the different stone types that we have you know yeah something um,
1: that's a bit more diverse than than armor stands or has yeah. its own like a slightly chunkier aesthetic than the stick yeah. figures that we're used to
0: a minecraft twist yeah i i feel uh, and i was talking with steven at the gym this morning he had watched the um development video for minecraft legends last week and his reaction to the tough golem was why don't we get a moss golem that waters plants for us in minecraft like yeah because uh-huh. he saw that that the the mossy golem from the the legends that does your your healing and your the player support, unit, support yeah support unit and thought like that could be really useful in minecraft right and i and i know that you know they're not meant to be like bring legends mobs over to minecraft but like i thought i just thought it was interesting that he immediately looked at this as like this isn't useful but you know what is useful and then thought of something that mojang had already thought of <laughs> you know for another game yeah um as, as a replacement
1: Yeah, I think one of the things I've seen people talk about online is whether or not these mobs point towards the direction for forthcoming updates. Like, we have Mm. the tough and the rascal kind of encouraging you to go mining a little bit deeper, and so people are speculating about what's going to happen with caves, so they've talked about the sniffer feeling like it's linked to an archaeology system. Honestly, I think that kind of speculation we can set aside, because none of the previous mob votes have really given us any clue as to what update was arriving the like the only one that was even vaguely linked to the theme in previous years was the um the one of the mobs that lost the 2017 mob vote was an aquatic mob and then the update aquatic was announced but that one didn't win so it wasn't really that helpful as a uh, as an indicator anyway so i don't think this is going to be an archaeology update just because they've Introduce the sniffer and a fun statue that holds items for you. I, d- I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case, but um, we still don't know anything about the theme as a result. And Minecraft Live is going to be a really interesting, uh, interesting experience to see what's uh, what's going to happen. So, a quick reminder for everybody who wants to vote for any of these mobs that you can do that through the Java Minecraft launcher, through an online Bedrock server that we're going to get details about later in the week, and uh in the minecraft.net website but once you've logged in using your microsoft account and presumably we'll get an announcement later on this week about exactly where to go for all of the voting and stuff Good luck, and as our email correspondent said earlier, may the best mob win. That's where we're going to leave it for this episode of The Spawn Chunks, though you can find more information about the show and links to some of the stuff that we've talked about today at thespawnchunks.com. The music for the show is composed by me, and The Spawn Chunks is proud to be a listener-supported podcast. If you're getting some value out of the show, why not consider putting some value back in? You can do that at patreon.com slash thespawnchunks, joining our community where you pledge at any level gets you an invite to our patrons-only Discord chat, you can listen to the show live when it's recorded in discord every week and you can also listen in to our monthly minecraft audio hangout later this month where we'll be talking all about what people have been building in minecraft and also people's feedback on what happened at minecraft live we're currently at 335 patrons which is up three from last week and special thanks go to our content engineers hunter 555 JumboSale, and yitz thank you for your support on this episode
0: sharing the podcast with your friends is the easiest way to support the show you can find us at the spawn chunks on twitter and instagram personal recommendations are by far the best way to share the podcast. Just poke a friend in the arm from a safe distance and say you should listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, even YouTube. Really, wherever you can find a podcast, you can find the Spawn Chunks. And hey, while you're out there, leave us a rating and a review on your favorite platform, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, whatever it is. Those go a long way uh, to help us find new listeners as well. You can email the show at spawnchunkmail at gmail.com and the RSS feed is linked on the spawnchunks.com. The patron-only RSS feed is on the Patreon page. That's where you can listen to the RenderDisc since the extended version of the podcast.
1: My name is Johnny, but online I go by Pixel Riffs. You can find most of what I do at youtubecom slash where I try to make sense of this bizarre and wonderful game in season two of the Minecraft Survival Guide and Empires SMP. I also stream three days a week on Twitch, although streams are hit and miss here and there, whilst I've still got family visiting. But you'll find me doing behind-the-scenes work for the aforementioned YouTube series whenever I have a chance to get online. I'm also the voice of the unofficial Hermitcraft recap, which is still going strong. You can find that through a quick YouTube search. And aside from that, I'm at pixarus on both Twitter and Instagram. Joel, where can people find you online?
0: Links to everything I am up to online can be found at joelduggan.com You can also listen to The Citadel Cafe, my other podcast about sci fi and fantasy entertainment, and that is at thecitadelcafe.com. This past week, Stephen ESC and I hung out and talked about the mid season of lord of the rings the rings of power so that was a lot of fun you can follow me at joel duggan on social media and joel duggan on twitch where i stream minecraft at weekends lego on friday and filling out the rest of the week with satisfactory and maybe a first person shooter stay tuned
1: thanks for visiting the spawn chunks the world outside is infinite but you've only got one vote choose wisely